everyone, Greg Goodjoy has had about half an hour of scintillating, sensational conversation here on the Sound Football Podcast. Chris Oakley with you as ever, joined uh, capably, as you've come to expect by now, by Terry DeFellin and Graham Sibley. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. Uh, first of all, uh, apologies for our absence over the last week and a half. Um, so many excuses and reasons that um, they're, they're too boring to say, but... Um, no, they're exciting. They're, they're, exciting. They're, they're, okay. they're, they're far too exciting to tell our, our humble listeners because they'd be too like, worried and shocked to, to learn about daring do's. Yes. yes, if you're listening to this and you're standing on a train platform and you hear about the excitement of our ex- adventures while we were absent, you might be so excited you might throw yourself in front of a train. <laughs> Indeed. And we wouldn't want that to happen. So, uh, well, no, obviously not. No. No. Think, think of your fellow communities, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, please think do, of yes. the pain and anguish you'll give to your fellow communities by throwing yourself in front of a train. Yes. You'll be dead, but they'll be an hour late. <laughs> If not more. Hey, not more. Yes. Think about it. This has been a public service announcement. Um, anyway. Don't uh, put rugs on polished floors. <laughs> uh, if you want to find out the real reason why we've been delayed, then look on our Facebook fan page. You won't find the reason there, but yeah, feel free to have a look on our Facebook. And like it while, you, while you're at it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we are back, 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 finally, uh, in a, uh, a, a, a bar in London. We won't give you any specifics, so that's not important either. Um, we are this week talking about uh, an international fixture which was uh, a regular occurrence, an annual occurrence uh, in the the British football calendar every year up until I think 1989 last last time regularly Uh, one that was much looked forward to particularly by English and Scottish fans uh, but one which um, uh, has not appeared regularly on the the, uh, football calendar for some time now Uh, we are here to discuss whether it's worth bringing it back, who it would benefit most who's most looking forward to it coming back. Um, if you haven't worked it out by now, it is the oldest international fixture in the world, football-wise, the match between England and Scotland. So, I, I put it to you, and by the way, uh, in advance, apologies for any accidental uh, uh, reference to the words uh, Kevin, Keegan, Terry, and uh, Tre- Terry, Trevor, and Brooking. Um, but let's start off with, with, that, with that era, because undoubtedly the late 70s, mid to late 70s was a great era for the, uh, for the England-Scotland match. Lots of great action, great goals, great players. Um, in many ways, that era essentially justifies bringing, bringing the England-Scotland game back because if even if you had a, a bad match, you would always get an amazing atmosphere. I mean, those games in the mid to late centuries always had a tremendous atmosphere, whether they played at Wembley or Hampden Park. So surely, Graham, the atmosphere you'd get then, and, and surely that you'd get if you brought it back now, is reason enough to reinstate the England-Scotland fixture on a regular basis. No? Um, yes. Yes, it is. But do you not get that atmosphere at any competitive England game now? Not for my money, no. No, but you get it from the England fans because they're vociferous and they turn up with their brass bands and their flags and their and their painted faces, don't they? Salt of the earth. Yes. Yeah. Um, morons, I think. <laughs> you're really looking for there. Deluded ne'er-do-wells. Yes. Um, yeah. I think we, we, we look at the 70s because it's a period where England didn't qualify for World Cups and Scotland did. Uh, 
and so there was and obviously Scotland uh, won at, at Wembley famously in 1977 yes and uh, they broke the crossbar didn't they when ripped they, up the pitch when they ripped up the pitch and everything like that and it was all questions were asked in the house and all that um, and, and yeah it, it's all it's all lovely and, and it provides wonderful nostalgia mm. uh, should it still go on yeah I certainly think it should I, th- I, I think it, it should be, be a, a, an annual event but then again I, I think the home international should be a, 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 an annual event because I think it's it, it, it would cement the home nation's position in in, in football law which is which is, has almost been forgotten and and if and if, if these home nations really want to kick up a stink about 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 team GB and about how they think that their their time is being taken away then I think great then let's have this and then we can have this big tournament every year three games what is that come on let's do it well, we're, we're it doesn't even have to be a full England team it doesn't, it just, mm. just let, let's do it we're certainly sort of spinning off into all kinds of different directions which I'm sure we'll deal with in due course but um, but Terry I mean um, one thing I've got in mind particularly is uh, not that I'm a rugby fan but um, but the, the England-Scotland match the Calcutta Cup match um, certainly seems to have a very kind of um, vibrant atmosphere to it um, fans who clearly relish the opportunity to kind of albeit perhaps in friendlier terms than you would in a, in a football environment um, try and you know get one over on the on the on the, uh, on the opposition fans, uh, whether you're English or Scottish, it's a chance to kind of basically get the bragging rights and, and, and to sort of say that your team is better than theirs. And it's got a certain unique atmosphere to it, and certainly that used to be the case in in the, in the football equivalent, the England Scotland match. Um, it does have a, a unique and a, and a different atmosphere to it than any other England versus whoever match. Yeah, isn't it? Yes, I mean there are a number of other of, of great. Sort of classicos. I mean, Argentina, Brazil um, leaked to mind. Maybe Germany, Holland, Holland as well. Of course, yes, yeah. um, that have that kind of uh, flavour of not just being a, a, a match between two great international rivals, but also two local teams. Yeah. Um, and, and and given the geography and the, the, the small size of the, of, of the United Kingdom, England and Scotland is there is a, there's a great deal of of, of, a, of a local derby about. Well, I think as well, as well, is that from its formation, it was it was a, a, a match about a conflict of, of, of ideology, wasn't it, in, in the game? In tactical terms, yeah, the big Where, physical strength and the directness of the English versus the yeah. diminutive ball-playing Scots. Yeah, so it was the passing game versus the versus dribbling the, game. Indeed. Uh, yes. And so, so it, it's it's a, it's a sort of the sort of clash of ideologies I suppose you get in in play like the last half century when you've seen Spain playing Italy mm. um, in, in, that, in that in that sort of style or, absolutely yeah, yeah. No, that's an excellent comparison um, I mean, when it was at its heyday in the 1970s of course you had many of the Scottish players were also playing in the English league indeed and many of our our league that is the English league's best players were Scottish yeah uh, and that added only added extra spice and the, yeah. the, the Scots were genuinely seriously good team then you know, perhaps underachieved at international level. That obviously wouldn't happen now, um, but it would be an opportunity for the Scottish to um, 
enjoy a local derby and provide a bit of focus for their international team efforts. And inevitably, England will fail to turn up for these games and you know completely underestimate their opposition. And inevitably, they'll probably lose. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought if they brought back the annual, annual fixture. I really wouldn't be surprised if what would happen is if they fielded a you know an understrength side. I'm talking about England. Yep. And turned up completely not prepared at Hamden, and I would imagine that the first match would probably be at Hamden. And yeah. And get completely pumped, as they say in Scotland. Um, and um, you know, as an England fan, I for one wouldn't regard that as necessarily a bad thing. England need a good pumping from time to time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the last sort of incarnations of the England Scotland fixture, as we know, have been. I think the last one was what '99. Uh, uh, sort of qualifiers for things like the European Championship and so on. It was Euro 2000, wasn't it? Euro the 2000. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the last few times England play Scotland has been in a in a competitive fixture of sorts. Um, I mean, there's no guarantee if you brought it back just as an annual friendly, whether you know quite what standard team uh, England put out. I mean, you mentioned Graham about the, uh, the the home international championship, British championship, as you if, as you may know it better. Um, there was a tendency, I think, at times for it to be treated as um, not the most sort of serious competition, and that certainly teams from across the UK would put out weakened teams, but. Um, in regard to specifically to Scotland I mean without wishing to sound patronising and being a, a, an English kind of idiot football fan it would appear that Scottish football is at something of a low ebb at the moment and yeah. they, may, they may actually benefit from Scottish football may benefit from having this annual fixture against the old enemy and it would just kind of put some heat back again under the, you know, the passion that a lot of football fans have north of the border and it might kind of you know, spur on their ambition to have a decent national side and yeah, we say decent club signs. If for no other reason, yeah, a chance to, to, to have a go at the English once a, yeah. once a season yeah, is, no, is no bad thing, particularly <laughs> for a, you know the Scottish, the, the footballing nation that, that yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, there's no getting around it. They're in they're in deep trouble yeah, you know, well, I, in I, many I'm, ways. I'm sure I'm sure there, there are there are diehard members of the Tartan Army that would say no, there's nothing wrong with Scottish support, but that would yeah, be seriously deluded. Though, they they would be seriously deluded. But then again, that's what I mean. That's what diehard diehard international yeah. what was all about is delusion um, but yeah I think I think you're right it's it's you know Scottish football is is not in a good place at the moment and Technically, it's not in a good place. Maybe the things that are happening, maybe there is going to be some some benefits that will, that will come out of these these awful things that have been the happening. The thing but is, is that Scottish football has the SFA had, did commission the report and a study on reinvigorating their youth structure. Yeah. Much of which I understand has been implemented. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but um, but I mean the Scottish lower leagues and certainly the Scottish Premier League outside the old firm are worth looking at over the next few years mm. um, because you know there's an understanding that there will be some. Young Young players coming. The Scottish under twenty one team yeah. beat Holland in Holland in the last uh, European well, qualifying fixture. I mean, th- there's there's there are good players coming through, and so there's a there's this will be a good time to rekindle the rivalry. Well, this is, this, this is one thing that that, that they've been the one good thing that, that that may come out of the whole Rangers uh, thing that, that's happening at the moment is the fact that Rangers may have to look to the to, to, to a youth policy for for once rather than just picking up. Uh, 
um, players who are perhaps past their best but good enough to play to play and do play very successfully and it, in, in, in the, in the it's not beyond the realms of possibility that if, if Rangers go into liquidation and although that sounds utterly baffling and, and ridiculous apparently it's not completely out of the question given the amount of money given the amount I mean, they the are whole. in for huge amounts of money and most of it is owed to the tax man that's a bad situation to find yourself in whatever whatever the reasons and why and yeah. the force behind it you know you don't want to be in that situation and no. um, if Rangers were to return I would imagine it would probably be on some kind of part supporter owned model and there may well be quite strong restrictions on their spending going forward and so would, yes they may well be you say, I'm not, I, I'm not, to we, we are we aren't experts but would you say that, that is that much <laughs> would you say the Rangers are in the same position that Leeds were in when they went tits up that's very difficult because it's a completely different situation a different location different league structure I mean Leeds are uh, Leeds sorry Rangers are at the pinnacle of the Scottish game they yeah. them and Celtic and Leeds are, are in a different but you know Leeds, Leeds were like you know they, they, they were Champions League semi-finalists when yeah, they, when, that's when true they, and they, they also they also they also they won the championship effectively yeah. mortgaged future yeah. sales uh, uh, in a very similar way yeah. not but completely but identical very marginal period they really compared to what Rangers have come to know over the years but, uh, it, but everything everything is is is, is temporary as far, as far as far as as far as football finance is concerned it, it, it's not it, no matter how much history you've got it's 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 what you've done in the last three years that, that, yes. that really the banks are I gonna, guess in purely like fiscal a, terms and yeah. they're, 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 they're yeah, bound sure. to be comparisons yeah but I mean would you want Ken Bates to take over a range well no there will be but, but there, there any number of Ken Bates Ken style Bates people Rangers fan may argue they may be right but may suggest that, that Craig White the current ball or is he erstwhile chairman and owner of Rangers is their campaign and yeah. this is what's happened but uh, you know that's complete uh, you know I, I bow completely to what Scottish listeners who know more about that yeah and, and do get in touch but um, all no do because we would uh, be grateful for, uh, for feedback on this if yeah. you want to set us straight and point we probably <laughs> move back to the before we go before we explore the other kind of tentacles that are coming off of this uh, 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 subject really I mean Graham I mean you sort of mentioned about that it's this is maybe the impetus for reinstigating the whole British Championship yeah um, some would say that actually even in the old days the British Championship kind of had as its centrepiece the England v Scotland game and that the other kind of oh yeah, <laughs> dare I say it but I know I'm going to say it um, you yeah, know matches like Wales v Northern Ireland or whatever were always going to be the kind of lesser matches and that maybe we don't need the extra fixtures and that it's it, it, is, it is really genuinely all about the England v Scotland match is that not unfair? Um, that might be fair but then again <laughs> then again like you're going to say no <laughs> well, maybe I could interject here uh, uh, the Carlin Nations Cup was last year which was Scotland um, Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland and Wales wasn't it? Yes. And that was um, you know played predominantly in front of you know very small crowds I know yeah. there were a couple of games that were quite 
that drew a big crowd. There are also a lot of issues about fans travelling, particularly between Northern Ireland and the Republic. Ticketing was a big issue, but it, so it may not have been the best organised. There was there was a boycott as well from from the Northern Ireland fans. Yes, that's yes. right. They did. Yeah, and 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 that this is also bound up with Northern Ireland eligible players turning out for the Republic of Ireland, which yeah. is something that the Northern Ireland FA and Northern Ireland fans are extremely angry about. And you know, who can blame them? Um, but you wonder whether or not what you know, I mean, really, that that tournament you would have to say really needed England to be, oh, yeah. you know, to be, to be, blunt, to be of any interest. You know, I know that sounds arrogant, but when you consider the you know the the, the popularity of the Premier League and the number of of players that, of, of, of of clubs in the Premier League that those uh, international supporters would support in other countries, particularly in Ireland, who would almost certainly be you know made up of mostly what Liverpool and Manchester United supporters. I mean, I know I'm probably going to contradict myself here, but uh, but say, would do? Would you think though that 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 to have our own tournament again would just be like putting out the barricades and just 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 make us even more insular? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That we go back down. The, yeah, I mean, there is an element of sort of like you know being being a bit insular and, and operating in splendid isolation. I I am actually uh, because I wasn't asked, uh, but, I, but I shall say that I'm not entirely in favour of, of the return of the British Championship. I think that the, really that, that it should be the England-Scotland game. Um, part of my reason for that is, is mostly practical, um, particularly given that uh, I mean, you may be aware that a couple of days ago the, um, the, there was an agreement with UEFA and the uh, European Clubs Association to reduce the number of international fixtures in the calendar. So um, Now remove the yeah, uh, August friendly. It's gone down from 12 to 9, I think. But so. the August friendly is Though, the August friendly yeah. is a colossal waste. Absolutely, of time, no need for it. This is a fixture that should take place sometime after you know the FA Cup final to be to be you know, terribly traditional before everyone goes off on holiday. The 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 British Championship or the Home International of the past weren't played as a post-season tournament. They were played throughout the whole season. Uh, there were a few that were kind of played. I have memories of them being post-season tournaments. Yeah, that's that's all I remember them as. But like but back in the now? day. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, they the were the Nations Cup is played over the year. Yeah, yeah. It's not a post-match. That's right. I mean, the England-Scotland fixture typically is a spring fixture. Yeah. Played in March, I think, if I remember rightly. And yet, in the history of the British Championship as a whole, um, certainly in the 70s, there were a lot of matches that they went through, I think, a few year, uh, three-year period, maybe, where there were games played sort of made directly after the end of the league domestic season. Yeah, so where, 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 where the player finals would be now, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that... Yeah. I don't in all honesty think that there's a great deal of value in us having a British Championship particularly if it's going to hog, hog, hog all the other fixtures I think there is value in having international friendlies <coughs> against a different variety of opposition which is why I would argue that I think it would be best to just have the, the basically the derby game um, between England and Scotland as an annual fixture maybe at the end of the season it would be about a nice showpiece event something for everyone to look forward to and a chance for all of us to work out our issues um, there, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, the, the the key argument for a lot of people about this is, has been, well, why tie yourself down to an annual fixture against Scotland when there are so many other countries around the world that you might want to play against? Well, um, I mean, to my mind, there like Trinidad and Tobago, like so you Trinidad. can like, like like so just so you can like try and hawk a vote off them in, in uh, for <laughs> yeah, the, and exactly. play old Britain. Yeah, I mean, we've been down. I told that you not to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
let the, let the embers die down a little bit for you. No, but I mean, um, you know, there, but to my mind, there are ways you can deal with this, which is that you can kind of schedule in a in a more sort of practical way. Like, even for instance, you could have uh, instead of it being an annual fixture, maybe having it biannually or or I don't know, once every three years. I mean, would that water oh, it down? I'll tell you what you could do is you could have it in the month that you, you that you take off between the middle of December and the middle of January. Oh no, no, that would work. But I mean, on the on this key area of sort of um, being able to play against any team of your choice from over 200 countries around the world, <coughs> I've done a bit of research actually. I'm sorry to quote statistics, so I know that's the uh, the actual uh, 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 strong point of the Guardian Football Weekly. Oh dear, sorry, I've let that slip. Um, but I mean, oh, since the start of 2007, so we're looking at a five-year period. Um, we've England have played Germany and Spain three times, and we've played Brazil, France, and Mexico twice. Now, in most cases, I mean that those are teams that we don't have to play in in at least on you know, a regular basis in the European Championship qualifiers, the World Cup qualifiers. So clearly, there are teams that England are content to play, you know, twice in a five-year period. You know, the likes of Mexico, Brazil, whatever. So why not fit in Spain uh, and uh, Scotland rather? Only because these are bankers. Well, exactly, but I mean, yeah. these are global bankers, aren't they? These aren't these yeah. aren't just domestic. Yeah. Yeah. As well. But I mean, yeah, why not slot Scotland into all this? Yeah, well, if there's room for it, why not? England. Well, do, 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 do you think do you think you'd get 10 million people in in Indonesia to sit down and watch England versus Scotland, or do you think you'd get 10 million people in Indonesia to sit down and watch England versus Brazil? I suspect that it would be harder to sell England versus Scotland to well, a foreign to an international audience. But at the same time, if you Stuck at it and gave it some time, and you. Uh, if you built up the history, yeah. yeah. I mean, like if you if you can then sell you can if sell you can sell the FA Cup final when it's not Liverpool versus Man United, then you can sell well, this. Is this should yeah. be this, You've fallen into my trap. Oh, oh damn! Uh, you think I just kind of chopped this stuff out? As, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, from from an England point of view here, I mean, obviously some damage has been done over the last few years with regards to. England's failed bids for hosting World Cup and so on and so forth. The one thing could we really host a, a, a home international? <laughs> We're capable of doing this without messing it up. I, I understand you from the on air that uh, the Belgium have just been given the host. Uh, <laughs> dull, dull, dull. Host the next British yeah, championship. That is it. Like no, come get rid of the banned FIFA. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> But I mean, you know, it's certainly in the eyes of FIFA, um, you know, the English FA perhaps are not held in the highest esteem compared to how they were in years gone by. And yet, perhaps the reinstatement of a fixture like England v Scotland will remind them and will remind the world at large that England, you know, has its history on its side and has heritage on its side. Play the heritage card. Play the heritage card and basically sort of remind everyone, look, you know, we, we, we gave football to the world. Oh, uh, you see, you see, like, like heritage. I mean, like, this is this is fast becoming like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, what is it the uh, the last refuge of the scoundrel, isn't it? As far as <laughs> yeah. terms. We, we've, we've we've already earlier in the podcast we talked about the progressive reasons for doing it. Yeah, and there are also nice retro reasons for doing it. There are there are. 
there's, retro there's, there's, reasons there's, there's for doing for doing Yeah, it's a weird thing, is because obviously we're coming up to 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 Team to Team GB, which is the, the subject that we've been avoiding. We've been holding up our sleeves. Holding up our sleeves is another way of saying like like thinking about it. And oh fuck, we're not going to talk about that. We need to do a lot of research. At this point, we'd also like to introduce you to Clive, who is a 500 pound gorilla sat with us for the last six months waiting to talk about Team GB but uh, we <laughs> <laughs> shut up Clive <laughs> not now here's Clive. a banana <laughs> uh, and, but we can't forget that, that on the FIFA is not the, the organisation that organises or, or that controls the rules of the game, is it? No, that's uh, it's an international. They're, they're, it's, one, they're part of it. They're part it's of an it. International governing body made up of the English, the IFAB, yes. which historically was just basically England, Ireland, Wales, yes. Ireland, as in Northern Ireland now, but uh, Wales and 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 Scotland and. And now they're with FIFA. FIFA hold fifty percent of the votes on 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 on, on IFAB yep. and for rule changes and things like that. But for any rule change that needs to come in, I think you need to get uh, I think six eighths of the vote, seventy-five percent of the vote. So you d- you need to get two of the home nations and the whole of FIFA uh, to agree to something to get something moving yeah. well that shouldn't be too expensive but this is why home nations are still important uh, to the game and that's why they're worried about Team GB because they're worried about of losing course. that kind of influence yes. they're worried about more than just losing their national identity they're worried about losing their actual power yes. which is much much more important to them than I suspect the idea of maybe playing I'm sure deep down they probably would, wouldn't mind a Team GB no. they're more worried about losing their power base which is why I think it's they're doing um, the supporters of their respective countries a disservice by flag waving because it's, this isn't about nationalism it's not about patriotism no. it's about power yes and they, they don't want to lose their power but as I misquoted earlier with heritage being the last refuge of the scoundrel it's patriotism is the last refuge yes, of the scoundrel quite, isn't it? yes mm. quite so, so yeah um, there is one other minor issue that uh, I was going to bring up actually earlier on we started off talking about the, the heady days of the mid to late 70s and, and uh, Wembley's pitch and, and indeed goalposts being desecrated um, it was an era desecrated of, it wasn't a church it's a football pitch well, it, it, they were broken some Scottish guys sat on the post and the post snapped it was the no, church of English football workmanship if you ask me you can't you can't have 20,000 20, <laughs> uh, Scots on, the, on top of it then it's not bla- a bloody well, they're not goalposts yeah. uh, they, oh, they're obviously they were obviously foreign goalposts weren't they and I want an inquiry into it <laughs> like there wasn't good stout oak goalposts they would have yes, been fine that would not have happened if they, those posts have been made in you're going to put you're going to put 60 Irishmen on top of there and it wouldn't have happened <laughs> um, well, well anyway yeah, well, um, we've been doing so well up to now <laughs> I'm not sure I can remember what the point was I was going to make 
Okay, Gadget, after all that. Um, That's okay, you've only got three and a half minutes. Okay, It was a period, obviously, of, of uh, uh, notable English hooliganism in, in terms of uh, football in that era. Glory days, yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> um, I mean, do you th- there are some that su- suggest that if you bring back the England v Scotland game, that it will give the hooligan element, albeit much diminished uh, since those days, the chance to kind of, I don't know, um, re-engage with football and, and, and to uh, get their hooligan element back into the game again. Do you think that's actually very likely or in the modern era is that likely to be quite well I think that kind of shit can be policed out. To be yeah, honest. I think I think if Sky can show Millwall playing West Ham, um, none of the trouble ever ever reaching our screens uh, uh, can can go. Can Showing happen. it on a Saturday evening at half past seven, that would be not a good time. I mean, it needs yeah. to be a midday fixture. Yeah, you know, so there's not much you know time yeah. for drinking and you know. But over the years, you know, things will probably settle down. No, I, I don't think yeah, that, we've I, got I, CCTV now. We know we know we know, exactly. we know, we know where. They live. We know where everyone lives. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone is following everyone. Yeah. Some twat will be saying, "Look at me! I'm kicking an Englishman's head on Facebook." Hoots, <laughs> yeah. Look at me. <laughs> RT, please. Some <laughs> 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 random Bobby on the beat going over and clubbing a Scottish yeah. fan randomly to death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Welcome back to the 70s. <laughs> it's all on camera these days. Yeah, if Twitter yeah. had been around in the 70s, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Next week on Life on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get, a, you know, um, what's, her, what's her name? Rebecca Brooks's um, horse to, you know, stem the, stem the crowd. Michael, 1925. The Rebecca horse. The Rebecca horse. Rebecca's horse. Rebecca's horse. Let's go. This is the. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, yes, there it is. Um, thank you very much indeed for listening. Uh, we hope um, we've uh, stoked some fires with regards to that particular debate. Probably nobody else is discussing the England versus Scotland uh, fixture. And that much uh, is certain. Uh, reintroduction to the football calendar. But anyway, if you have a view, contact us as ever. Footballfairground.com slash Sound of Football. Indeed, uh, contact us via our Facebook fan page. Facebook.com forward slash Sound of Football. Twitter.com forward slash Sound of Football. We'll also um, get you in touch with us and we'll in, uh, endeavour to reply to any uh, information you send to us and your opinions. Always well appreciated. Uh, but for now, uh, thank you very much indeed for listening. Join us again, we hope, next week, uh, if not sooner or maybe later. Uh, but until then, from the three of us on the Sound Football, it's a fond farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.